Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, folks, the other day I came up with a catchy slogan for the 2020 election that you people seem to like. So here goes. Flush the turd on November 3rd. And now I've put this anti-Trump zinger on hats, mugs, and t-shirts. Now available for purchase at our brand new Zazzle store. Just go to bobseska.com and click buy our crap just under my face at the top of the page. You can't miss it. The mugs and t-shirts also feature original artwork by yours truly. A toilet with a really long red tie hanging off the side. The hats are embroidered with the slogan, and you can choose from a variety of styles and colors. Again, flush the turd on November 3rd. Get your items now while supplies last. Click the Buy Our Crap link just under my face at bobseska.com. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I've just received word. There's been a battle. The Enterprise is burning in space. Don't believe it. There's no need for any further information from you. Our troops were successful in spite of your refusal to help me. You might have saved yourself a great deal of torment by yielding at the beginning. I want to see a neutral representative. There is no such person. The word will be that you perished with your crew. What must I do? Nothing, really. Tell me... How many lights you see? God's coming. Don't be a stubborn fool. How many? You told me he would be ready to go. A ship is waiting to take him back to the Enterprise. Captain Picard. If you'll go with the guards, they'll take care of you. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. Four lights, goddammit. Four. There are four lights. Don't ever forget, four lights. 
Former Nation's Capital, it is Tuesday, June 25, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap in the universe. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. What's happening? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 888 of the Trump crisis, day 49 of the constitutional crisis, 496 days until the 2020 presidential election. And now look, sitting right over there is my buddy, Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hello. I don't hear him. Oh, my God, where's Buzz? Oh, I'm sorry. I, oh, I tripped go. over. I tripped over a dead rat coming in. <laughs> Again, you know, so many people, Bob. It's amazing. Ask me if I am. I are. Are you on the Bob Seska show? And I say, eh, he's no. He's not my type. <laughs> I have actually. I've actually saved this show, though. I'm very yeah. proud of this. Yeah. I I had decided to blow up the show today, but I thought about it for a second <laughs> and decided that would be a disproportionate response. That's right. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. I know you. I know. And but, just, but, you got, everything's even, Stephen, with you. But because but because we are both stable geniuses, stay with us to the end of the show today. When at the last minute, Bob and I will reverse everything we've said. There you go. Exactly. See, teasing, always teasing the show. I, I'm just trying. You know, yeah, we're here to we're here to prove that despair can be fun. <laughs> yeah. But if you take nothing else away from today's show, yeah, I think so. And you know like what? That. That's the word of the day. I think I don't know if it's going to be the title of the show, yeah. but I think despair is the word of the day. I'm feeling a little bit of it this week i swear to god and by the way yes i know i've played that star trek clip from chain of command i've played that recently and by recently i want to say sometime in the last four or five months but it still applies that's why i'm wheeling it out again absolutely necessary to play right now because i really feel like we're at the point now buzz where Mm -hmm. and i've said this on facebook i wrote this for salon i wrote an entire piece for salon today uh, basically, I feel like the the fabric of right versus wrong, right and wrong, fact versus fiction in this country is just rapidly disintegrating. And it's been happening for quite a while. This isn't breaking news. I'm not saying this is some, some sort of new phenomenon that we all have to tackle right here and now. But we do have to tackle it right here and now. It's just not something that's new. It's just something that's worsening and we're seeing new indications, new strata that have been reached, new terrible depths that have been plumbed in this this war on the truth that is taking place in the White House, uh, on Fox News Channel, coming in from Russian propaganda, all the rest of it, the, uh, the people on Twitter, Facebook, as far as the Red Hats go. It's at the point now where I feel like um, we need someone to step in immediately. I'm not talking about the 2020 election. I, I think we need some sort of hero to jump in. And I, I don't know. This God. is really, really conceptual and, and big picture it, here. But it's true. Al- aliens, aliens from other planets, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I keep going back to that clip. I mean, that clip that we played at the top of the show from uh, that Star Trek The Next Generation episode, mm-hmm. uh, as I said, Chain of Command, where they come in at the last minute and say, oh, a ship is waiting to take you back to the Enterprise, Captain Picard, and he's just about to say that there were five lights instead of four lights. They almost broke him, but at the last minute, the Enterprise uh, rescued Captain Picard and uh, and freed him from that uh, enslavement <laughs> and torture at the hands of the thank, Cardassians. And, and thank goodness, because now yeah. CBS All Access can have a new Captain Picard show. <laughs> That's right, which I'm very much looking forward to. I'm trying to deal with this. I think things are going pretty well, don't you? Y- yeah, uh, perfectly, it, as always. It, Iran says it's up against a White House that is mentally crippled. I, yeah. I hope to be mentally crippled right after we finish this show. 
<laughs> oh, we're in another one of these, huh? It's it's yeah. the only way we can deal with this uh, at this point is humor, uh, because it is it 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 is despair. I sense yeah. it. You 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 feel it. I mm-hmm. I feel it. A lot of people listening, if not everybody, yeah. feels it at this point uh, because. We, we don't get anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, my assessment of where we are right mm-hmm. now, the state of things, yeah. in my opinion, is that uh, our only hope, if we can make it that far, is the 2020 election. Yeah. Uh, but that's a big if. Yeah. At the rate things are going, that's a very big if. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's terrifying. And unless... Uh, some caped crusader descends upon us to save us from all this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's Mueller doing? Yeah, uh, I know. Well, Mueller's doing uh, this. He's he's a row with Beach. He's having a mai tai on the beach right now. That's where Robert Mueller is apparently. <laughs> it's his yeah. his response to this crisis is exactly that. Yeah, uh, just this. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, thank you, uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Thank you for checking in today. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's drawn really my despair buzz. I don't know about you, but it's drawn yeah. from two things. And let's make sure we yes. set up this properly in terms of why probably, we're saying all these things. And that is, I'm probably with you on this. Yeah, yeah it's the uh, it's the Chuck Todd interview from the, over the weekend, and I, I want to be more specific <laughs> okay. about that in a second. Uh, right. And and specifically the things that Donald Trump was saying in the context of that interview, plus the Gene right. Carroll story. Uh, oh yeah, there are so many things now where you just look at it from 30,000 feet and you go, how the hell, like in the case of Gene Carroll, for example, how in the hell do people actually believe the word of a man who has told 10,700 something lies in the last two and a half years, public verifiable lies compiled by the Washington Post. How are people believing that guy, the guy from the Trump stakes and the Trump vodka and the Trump university, all the rest of it. How are they believing that guy over someone who's told zero public lies? Then that's Gene Carroll, uh, this writer from uh, New York. Well, when you say people are believing Thirty some percent of the people are believing it. Perhaps I'm not yeah. even sure that some of his supporters believe it. They just don't care. They don't. Uh, but 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 it, it isn't. We we can't despair over something that isn't entirely true. And that mm-hmm. is, people don't think that. A, a minority of people think that. Us a, a sizable, concerning minority, but a minority nevertheless believe that. We we know that from the twenty accusations or twenty one accusations of 20 i believe it is accusations against him uh you know we we know these things to be true especially when contrasted with what he said on the access hollywood tape this is the guy we know this guy uh we we know how he is and uh, and and i like i said i think his supporters know that too it's the difference is they don't care we do yeah but yes everything's here's what i see from thirty thousand feet it, nothing's being done. Yeah. It. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. And 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 it's 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 moving so slowly that if we survive until the 2020 election, it, they still won't be there. Yeah. They yeah. they will never. I, I'm I'm just at this rate. It will never happen. How many times do we have to say it? Uh, Pelosi, we love you. You have served us well, but you are wrong on this. Yeah. And 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 there's historic evidence of this. In uh, the Watergate era, for example, 
the, the public did not support impeachment until after the impeachment process began. Yep. So if you want to change it, you can't wait to be led by the public, and especially not in light of this emergency. Uh, this is I mean, when you look at the, the treatment of the children and and oh, and then the the rapist in chief and yeah. And, uh, you know, and and uh, my theory, which I will discuss in detail on Thursday on my show, I'll be uh, talking about the uh, mindset and and in fact uh, the FBI profile of an arsonist who is also a firefighter, <laughs> and uh, we uh, this is the, the the president of the United States yeah. only without actual fire that's right he, he he does set them and then uh tries to put them out yep and then claims credit for putting them out even though the embers are still glowing yeah uh and uh, so you know i mean it's just we see no punishment we see no results we're seeing crime with no punishment we're seeing lies with no repercussion yeah and uh yeah i, I people somebody asked me uh, a few days ago, uh, back when I wasn't feeling this despaired, uh, somebody said, Buzz, do you see now why we, we have this despair, why we, we find this hopeless? Yeah. And I said, oh, I see why. I just don't have the patience for it. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, 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 I don't want to, to join them. I don't want to, to be in that despair. But when you see the days and the weeks flip by on the calendar with nothing yeah. changing and, in fact, if anything, getting worse, uh, seeing uh, democracy and, and, like you said, the difference between right and wrong crumble before our very eyes, uh, yeah, it's it feels a little hopeless. And how do we ever undo this thing where... Yeah. Uh, th this this bubble of unreality that at least a third of this country lives within. H how do we how do we correct that? How do we fix that? How do we fix it when I'm sorry I'm really soapboxing here. That's how fine. do we fix it? How do we fix it when when my dad says uh, Rachel Maddow is a kook? Uh, how do we uh, <laughs> are we is, Dad? She's a Rhodes Scholar. I yeah. don't care. She's a kook. She's a kook. Uh, th this conversation has burned into my memory and yeah. now uh, that of our listeners as well. I mm -hmm. think, but uh, you know, this is how do you how do you you know? My dad uh, sadly will pass at some point. Yeah. But there are people much younger than him who believe the same thing, and uh, this is just ever so frightening and. Hopeless feeling. Well, the main thing for me, Buzz, and I kind of heard your sigh when I mentioned the, the Chuck Todd thing, but the thing is that he was, yeah. you know, he kind of stuck it to Trump on a few occasions yes. there. Yes. But at the yes. same time, I feel like it was all within the confines of normalcy. Like he yeah, would have yeah. done that with any president sitting there trying to pass off some line of bullshit uh, on television. Chuck Todd mm -hmm. would have acted in the same way if that had been George W. Bush or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton or anyone we've seen in recent history. Uh, the fact is that that's what's driving me nuts the most is this idea that now the the lies and again we say lies and that trump's a liar and it's oh yeah well, breaking news bob tell us something we don't know but the fact is that it's getting to the point now where 
we're so far beyond the realm of some kind of reasonable dialogue in this country. Uh-huh. And, and and granted, the, the political discourse in the United States has always been kind of a shovel fight. Make no mistake, I understand what right. it's all about. We've all been participating in it for years and years and years. All you have to do is look through history and see yeah, more it, examples it, all, of, of all, tough times along those lines. All the way back to the first four years of this country, yeah. as a matter of fact. Oh my yeah. God, exa- precisely. And, and, and me being a student of the Civil War, I certainly understand when things mm-hmm. really come to a crisis point how terrible things can get but at the same time i feel like now i don't know if this lack of attention to the truth i don't know if this war against the truth that's happening on on one side of the political aisle right now ever can get rebottled i don't know if you can put the toothpaste back in the tube with this thing because now it's out there the precedent has been set it's starting this perpetual motion machine you know and and revving that thing up to the point where I don't know that the debate improves. I don't know that the debate ever returns to some sort of agreement on the basic facts where what, you know, it's, it's no longer about issues. It's no longer about fact. It's all about the antagonism. The antagonism is everything for these people. And that's why it's, it's the only thing. It's <laughs> screw the facts. Well, antagonism yeah. is the only thing. And victory, that's p- victory plus antagonism. <clears throat> we won. Ha ha. Yeah, that's yeah. really what that's about. Yeah, and exactly. And, and the whole disillusioning reality of the fact that, uh, that there are millions of people in this country. I don't know if it's still, 62 million. I don't know if it's still at that number. It's probably lower than that now after a couple of years. But 62 million people believe the word uh, or at least they, you know, if they don't believe it, they at least allow it to continue to happen. Right. So there's like two factions on that side where it's either we we believe everything he says or we don't believe anything he says, but it doesn't matter because he's owning the lips. Either way, it's still disintegrating the fabric of right and wrong in this country. I don't know how else to describe it, but there are millions of people who are fine with kids in internment camps or prison camps or whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, children, more than a thousand of them have reported being sexually assaulted under the watchful eye of uh, of Border Patrol and so on. And, and these guards who are supposed to be helping who are supposed to be servants of the american people but who are in fact molesting children raping children incarcerating these children at behest of uh, of people like stephen miller and donald trump again millions of viewers of fox news channel millions of people who have succumbed to the russian propaganda who don't want to hear the facts they just how do you change that yeah exactly how do you erase the normalization of this how do you reverse it i mean we've all been screaming since election day 2016 don't this is not normal none of this is normal but then then you you, again going back to chuck todd you watch an interview like that you see a despotic president a proto-fascist sitting there spouting lie after lie after lie with millions of people agreeing with him, believing him, repeating his lies, and the major television news media. And I'm not going to indict the entire media across the board because there are a lot of great journalists out there. But the we know the usual suspects. We know the ones who allow Trump to keep getting away with it. it he was, can't keep getting away with it! Well, he does, and he keeps getting away with it because he's allowed to get away with it. And so, that, again, what that does is that metastasizes this, this feeling of untruth, this feeling of uh, bullshit, this bogus nonsense 
is becoming reality. It's just that everything. It's okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who didn't go easy on Trump uh, was yeah. Jose Diaz Balart of Telemundo uh, in his interview. Yeah. I, th- I thought he was uh, even more aggressive. Uh, than was, uh, and yet respectful to the office, yeah. but uh, even more uh, aggressive with Trump than than was Chuck. Chuck is Chuck, you know. Uh, I love that somebody has the Twitter handle, uh, Ch- Chuck Todd's Bangs, which cracks me up. Uh, but, 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 but this is Chuck. This is the, the the common complaint about Chuck Todd. We we expect that. But you're you're right about. I feel I yeah, myself as much, and I, I I was defending the media as recently as yesterday. But uh, the the honest truth is they've let me down. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm disappointed. The the Democrats in Congress have let me down. Mm-hmm. Robert Mueller has let me down. Oh, why why aren't I more cheerful? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, this is this is why we have this despair that we all share. And you also commented on uh, you mentioned in passing, and and you are a buff of uh, the Civil War. Uh, history and uh, uh, this whether or not it will ever come to that I I, I don't believe that it will I hope mm. that it won't I wouldn't want that to happen but what we do have right now we do have this and everybody listening to me knows this we have brother against brother yeah we have son against father mm-hmm. uh, when will the Trump supporters realize that it is he who is driving us apart. Yeah. When when will they experience the Trump fatigue that we feel? Uh, because surely at some point, I mean, I keep thinking, I understand, you know, they tune a lot of it out. They listen to conservative, supportive media, uh, state media, as it were, uh, propaganda television. Uh, and, and uh, you know, and they still have that anger and yeah. they still have that that glee over having beaten the liberals in the last election and uh, now determined to uh, defeat everything liberals, progressives stand for. Yeah. Uh, yeah so uh, how we deal with it, uh, you, your, which is your main overall question, I think we can get most of the stain out would be the analogy that I would make. Uh, I think writing this government uh, through an election which is ultimately is going to happen no matter what happens between now and then. We we think we hope, uh, although you know nothing's for certain these days. But <laughs> but 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 we have that to hang on to, uh, and and things can change after that. Uh, having having a party in power that is not corrupted by Russia and greed uh, and owning the libs. Uh, we can actually, I think, uh, you, you turn this country around and get people on board with a, a kinder America. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that will help. That will go a long, long way to healing the wounds uh, generated by Trump. Yeah. But you're right. A lot of it will linger. We won't get all of the stain out. I'm sorry. We tried. Right. And, you know, a significant portion of my despair buzz and going back to what you're saying about the election is that I feel like there is metastatic cancer in this country and it's infecting the political discourse. It is destroying the political discourse in this country. And I feel like the next nearest time we can start treatment for that metastatic cancer is November of 2020, some 500 days from now. How many days? I said 496 days from now. 496 days in which Donald Trump can continue to move that 
Overton window of bullshit closer and closer to his well, whatever paradigm he wants it to be. And meanwhile, you know, we've got, you know, going back to what you're saying again, brother against brother, that civil war concept of, of right. people pitted in, even in their own families pitted against each other where mm-hmm. one side one group of people people that we know personally but are willing to believe the word of a guy who has told 11,000 lies in two and a half years not even including what the lies that he told in the campaign they're mm-hmm. willing to believe that again good people you know believe mm-hmm. that guy the 11,000 lies guy over you and me. And that is bizarre. That is disconcerting. That is disillusioning. I mean, because of our president's fire hose of lies, I wrote in a salon today, people I know falsely believe I support legalized infanticide. They do. And they, they believe that you think that too. We all have family and friends who think it's okay to lock up children in internment camps because yeah. something about MS-13 that they can't quite define. That apparently right. they're all, and, and you know, that uh, that interview we're something, talking about. Something, something, MS-13 something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We all know people who think that a man who has told 11,000 lies since his inauguration is mm. more credible than literally everyone else. That everyone is a liar except Donald Trump. That is the trick. That is the key to this whole goddamn crisis, that they believe that this guy, who is a serial liar and has been known as a serial liar for decades, at least out here on the East Coast, they know that. We all know that. We've all witnessed it. That guy is the only truth teller in the world right now, according to his uh, disciples. And that is staggering and disheartening and and, and every other pejorative word I can think of. Right. So what can we do about that? Yes. Uh, Here's what I think will help. I mean, as I've always said, there'll be 15% of us, uh, the diehards, who will never, never let go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, they're just insane, and we just have to deal with that because they're, they're... the insane, the, the 15% of insane is ever present, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, we can, I think we can change this. I think we can uh, change directions here by, and this is what we have to do. We have to prove that they are wrong about Donald Trump. Yeah. That's, I know, it sounds insurmountable. And, and you're not going to do it with little drips and drabs here and there about him. Uh, they, they've heard plenty of that. Uh, and that hasn't worked. It's going to have to be presented uh, as a package or as a bombshell or as something that that is undeniable proof, uh, I, I think. And, and I think one of the ways to do that uh, is to get the Mueller report out there. I love the idea, I believe it was last night, that uh, there was the live performance by stars yes. of, uh, of the Mueller report. I think that's a great idea. I saw somebody, uh, maybe it was Sue in Rockville, proposed that uh, uh, those of you with a sexy liberal network and, and perhaps I get together and, and do our own reading of the Mueller report. I, I support anything that gets, uh, you know, that gets this word out, out there. Uh, and I'll be available all next week as I'm otherwise taking the week off for Independence Day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, as far as solutions go, I think the best recommendation I have is is essentially how I concluded uh, my Salon article this week and also how yeah. I started today's show. Keep right. repeating don't ever forget that there are four lights. Four lights. You see four <laughs> lights. You don't see five. You don't see three. There are four lights. Which all, all that is to say, 
hold fast to the truth and we all know what the truth is we can all go to the department of justice website and look up the letter from jeff sessions launching the zero tolerance policy that gave rise to this family right. separation thing um, we can all read those documents we can read the Mueller report we can listen to celebrities performing the Mueller report these are the facts donald trump has told eleven thousand lies that is an absolute 100% fact. It was Barack Obama who signed VA choice into law. It was Barack Obama who was responsible for rescuing the economy from the Great Recession and creating job growth and economic growth over the course of his eight years. And then Donald Trump reaping the benefit of that. It was Barack Obama who had a larger average of, uh, of job growth in his last 28 months versus Donald Trump's first 28 months. These are all verifiable, mathematical, statistical facts that we Obama all, in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. My God. If, good Lord, you know what? If, 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 if Michelle Obama entered the race right now, yeah. Yeah. Go, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye to the 20. They, they, they would have to cancel the debates tomorrow night and Thursday night. Because if, if Malia entered the race, she would win. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed. My God, uh, if only that could actually happen. Um, but no, no, I mean, seriously, it's... Uh, you know, with regard to the election, I understand that there's a large field and there are many, many people in that field of Democrats who could be president of the United States starting tomorrow. There's no doubt yeah, about gonna, that. That field is going to narrow starting tomorrow, too. Yes, that is very true. And I, I'm afraid yeah. the front runner is going to narrow a little bit after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If Things could change dramatically. Get a yeah. good seat, folks. Yeah, yeah. But the fact is that it's still a long ways off. It's still 496 days off. And and that's even right. just the election. The other uh, two and a half months or whatever it is after yeah. that. Uh, and, when, uh, and with and and with the uh, growing uh, uh, camp in treatment, yeah. uh, encampment and treatment of children, yeah. uh, and the neglect and and abuse that occurs there, and I think you mentioned uh, sexual abuse earlier. I think neglect even is a bigger crime. These kids mm -hmm. are underfed. Uh, they're just they're, they're sleeping on concrete floors with aluminum blankets and. You know, uh, they, they're getting uh, uh, instant noodles for lunch. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is this is you know, uh, this country gets uh, crueler and crueler by the day. Can we make it uh, those four hundred ninety six days? Can we make it past a, a war, an actual shooting war with Iran or somebody else? Uh, yeah, will we make it that 496 yeah. days? Uh, all we can do is hope because uh, clearly nothing really has or is being done to, uh, to, to stop this madness. Uh, one other tiny possible ray of hope uh, is that uh, it, it looks like we may be very close now to getting Robert Mueller's uh, testimony. Uh, before Congress, wow. uh, we'll see, and we'll see if he has anything to say beyond crickets. Yeah, yeah, well, that's right. I think <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say we have some comment from Nancy Pelosi on all of that, and there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we're getting. That's what we're getting, and that's yeah. why we're all. That's why I'm. We're all in despair, mm -hmm. and uh, as I said, we're just here to prove despair can be fun. <laughs> that's right. I mean, here's the thing, Buzz. I mean. 
I've been doing this a long time. I started, uh-huh. you know, really taking an interest in politics when I yeah. was 16 years old, somewhere around there. Right. And right. I started writing about it for my high school newspaper and so on. Right. And I've really been knee deep in it. Even when I was doing cartoons, uh, doing uh-huh. radio, right. I still had one foot in politics, always following what was going on. And then really starting to take a, a serious uh, firsthand, uh, uh, almost career driven interest in it in the early 2000s, right around 9-11 and so on first when I uh-huh. first started to blog about it and so on and you know I got to a point where I felt like ah, I've got, I kind of got this figured out I kind of figured out how all of this works and, right. I, and I and I compare it to metaphorically like a puzzle that I've assembled on a, on a giant table and I put all the pieces together and then up comes Donald Trump and he looks at the puzzle and goes ah fuck you and he takes the puzzle and scrambles it all around and there's pieces <laughs> flying all over the room and I'm right. trying to grab them as they fly past my head trying to block them from hitting me in the eye I feel like I've lost a grasp on any understanding of of how things operate in this country now that everything is so skewed into the realm of absolute 100% verifiable fiction. And I guess that's what I, I suppose I need to start to embrace the idea that the discourse is no longer going to be about uh, even heated battles over issues and over um, things mm-hmm. that we all agree are morally acceptable and morally unacceptable. Now it's just Jesus Christ, that guy's wrong, so I'm going to dox him. Or that guy is too much of a libtard, so I'm going to destroy him and make sure we're targeting him for removal from Twitter. It becomes like this blood sport now where you add this extra dimension of just sheer, utter awfulness where it's no longer Democrats and Republicans Mm. arguing about tax cuts or health care. It's Democrats. Yeah, there's vengeance, but then there's this ugliness and i'm talking about children in prison camps i'm talking about forced uh uh, vaginal exams in missouri i mean this level of grotesque meanness 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 and yeah cruel whimsy as we've been calling it on the show recently you check in on social media as i was like holy shit (laughs) it's like sticking your face into an active explosion it's like sticking your face into the reactor core at chernobyl and you're like oh my god and you're suddenly hit by by a giant wave of radiation you go wait i don't know if i want to be part of this and so uh it's dry driving so many people to just give up. It's driving people to become apathetic. It's driving people to stop paying attention. And I guess that's the idea to drive down energy, to drive down uh, voter turnout out of just sheer despair. And I I, want to make clear, and I don't know, maybe I mentioned this earlier, Buzz, but I just want to make sure that I emphasize the fact that while we may be feeling negative right now about the status of things, yeah. There, that's no reason to give up. In fact, this makes it even more imperative that we stick our shoulders to the wheel and continue this fight to remain in the trenches, yeah. even though it is Here's, increasingly and, difficult. And people listening to us, if you're looking for something to do, some way to help, if you're feeling yeah. this despair too, call your representative, whoever a representative is plural, whoever they may be, uh, even if they're in the other party, whether they're in your party or the other party, it doesn't make any difference. They're your elected representatives. Call them and uh, let them know uh, just how unhappy you are. Uh, we need it and and show up at the the marches and rallies and uh, continue to post on social media and uh, look for openings where you can in society to 
to interject some sanity. I'm seeing more and more, you know, I, I do see more people turning. Uh, a, a small a conservative, uh, a small newspaper in a f- somewhat conservative community I'm familiar mm-hmm. with uh, has letters <laughs> from the editor. And the tone of these letters has shifted recently from being very pro-Trump to being very anti-Trump. Interesting. And uh, I saw yesterday uh, some very popular knitting website, Ravelry. <laughs> it's called. Wow. It's called. Yeah, I know. For people who are into knitting, they have apparently websites, uh, and uh, uh, where they where they exchange, you know, purling tips. And uh, but but they they've come out against uh, Trump uh, because of the cruel. So I mean, people. And people are coming out of the woodwork, uh, you know, and so keep that sort of thing up. Perhaps your yeah. miniature golf club could, could uh, you know, could come out against Trump. I, I, I we're, it's all it's all you can do, and and it and it it it, it I, I think it 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 keeps the 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 movement alive. Uh, it helps inspire other people uh, because it helps to know that others are feeling and uh, as you do and acting on those feelings. Yeah. Uh, so there, there are things we can do, but it is a little hard to simply pass the time, all of us, mm-hmm. uh, while we're waiting for somebody to, to, to put out the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we talk about our, our Patreon page here, I just want to leave you with this, uh, uh-huh. little bit of information that you can feel free to use this in the shovel fights on your Facebook page or on Twitter or whatever in response to any red hats or trolls that pop in. If you feel okay. like responding to them, or I mean, more specifically, if you end up in one of those shovel fights, but it's around the picnic table with your friends and family who happen to be red hats themselves, ask this question, propose this challenge, this factual historical challenge to them. See how they respond. And I don't know if this is foolproof. I'm just testing it out. So feel free to use this and experiment with it yourself. Find me an era of American peace, prosperity, and greatness. Then find me the proto-Trump that's in charge of all of it. Good luck, because it's not going to happen. Find me a president like Donald Trump in American history, whose actions led to some sort of American peace, prosperity, and greatness. And as it drives me nuts, let's go back to the utopia of 1950s. Who was in charge in the 1950s? Dwight Eisenhower, who is the (laughs) polar opposite in so many ways to Donald Trump. He is the opposite kind of guy. So if you want 1950s utopia, you don't pick someone who's the opposite of the guy who presided over the 1950s utopia. That that Mm -hmm. makes zero sense. If you go back before that, Harry Truman, nope, still not Donald Trump. FDR, definitely not Donald Trump. So find me a time when someone behaved like Donald Trump and brought about American greatness. You're not going to find it in the United States. You know where you're going to find it? You're going to find it in third world countries. You're going to find it in fascist dictatorships. You're going to find it in authoritarian states, autocrats. So, uh, you know, all you got to do is look at uh, the the history of Eastern Europe. Look at the history of, of, uh, in some cases, the Middle East. Look at uh, Russia itself. And I'm saying, look at, and I feel like Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let me, let me, let me, if I may finish a thought that you started a a moment ago about how you uh, began writing about politics and about uh, basically what I drew from what you were saying is that there was a level of normalcy to it that you could uh, 
expect to disagree with your opposition on certain points. Yeah. Uh, and that there would be, and I, let me just pick it up from there, uh, there would be then moments of outrage over things like the Iran-Contra deal or uh, the, the torture of the oh, yeah. W administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sure, we there were things that were embarrassing and angering and uncharacteristic of America, but we've never, you and I and the people listening to us, have never uh, known or even read about uh, an administration like this one that uh, challenges America at every level every day. Yeah. Uh, we never expected, uh, you and I, uh, covering, you know, politics as usual, never expected this to happen. Uh, I used to say uh, when I thought there was some point to it, that uh, what I'm doing is not about politics. It's about democracy. Well, at, at, at this point, uh, you know, I, I don't know what it's about anymore, but yeah. it's, 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 it's just trying to, to deal with something that we never thought we would see. You know, we'd seen many things, and whether it was Iran-Contra or torture or any of the other things that have uh, cropped up in modern history, uh, but we've never seen anything anything, anything remotely like this. Yeah, yeah. And there are no gatekeepers left. We don't have any gatekeepers to say, all it right, feels hold that right way, yeah. doesn't it? It does feel that way yeah. right now, yeah. you know? Uh, uh, it, it's This is Lord of the Flies out here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it started during the campaign when we're seeing, and we're way late for a break, but I just got to say, we're we started to watch all of this transpired during the 2016 campaign. And I was about to say 2015, because it does stretch back into 2015. Yeah. Too, yeah, does, where we're seeing like, like everything we know about presidential politics says that Donald Trump should have never made it past the Serge Kovaleski mockery. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it should have ended right there. Everything we know, our entire history in this country of presidential politics, even going back to some of the no names in the late uh, 19th century, some of those one term guys back then. I mean, everything tells us, that that kind of behavior on the campaign trail was utterly and totally disqualified. Suddenly, this guy comes along and his poll numbers go up the more he does that. So then that becomes the norm and there's no one left. There's certainly there are people in the media and that, and that is true where there are some people with a voice who are, you know, doing the best they can to call him out. And there are right, people like right. us trying to do that kind of work too. But, right. you know, as far as the gatekeepers, the people like Barry Goldwater, who marched up to the, the White House at the end of the uh, the whole Watergate affair and told right. uh, Richard Nixon to bail out that there's nothing like that. Now, we don't we don't if, have that if if law enforcement cannot or will not act. Yeah. Uh, witness Robert Mueller. And if Congress cannot or will not act, uh, cannot because of refused subpoenas, will not because they won't take it to the impeachment level. If 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 Mueller is not allowed to prosecute and uh, Congress can't seem to get around to it, uh, then there are no gatekeepers. Mm-mm. They are they are our gatekeepers, or yeah. they were, or we thought they were yeah. until uh, ultimately they weren't. Now again. Robert Mueller did some great work. He gave us the tools that we need uh, if we could just get Congress off its ass. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And meanwhile, there's Congress. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It feels that way. It, I know they're doing stuff, but it's too lame. It's too yeah. small. It's Go normal. bigger, It's guys. normal. It's you, in a normal yeah, it's, context. Well, 
No, but so is impeachment. It was that's why it's in the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, it would be normal. It would. What's not normal is not proceeding with impeachment. That's right. That's what's not normal. Yep. Yep. That's right. You you look at the reaction to Watergate and you go. God damn it. Why can't we just have that? Whether it was Archibald Cox or whether it was the House of Representatives. Why can't we have that level of vigilance from the Democratic Party and federal investigators? Why do we have to deal with, in the face of the worst despot we've had in the White House in the history of this country, why we have to be faced with, again, this this sound and it's not exactly that sound but you know what i mean it's not enough to rise yeah. to the commensurate yeah. level of the despotism happening right now here's, it's here's not the problem your, your crickets are too loud <laughs> i think so i think you so. need softer softer crickets yeah, all right that's well, the answer let's take a uh, a short breath of uh, fresh okay. air here and talk about our patreon page i hate to say it I, I'm, I'm like debbie downer today but our patreon totals have been following <laughs> oh, following oh. backwards recently so we desperately need your help at patreon.com slash Show or bobseskashow.com. Uh, we hit another ceiling, and we need to break through it. All it takes is $5 per month. That's just 41 cents per show or a buck 25 per week. That's hardly anything. And for your subscription, you get access to the post-mortem shows as well as our community discussion blog where you can post your own crap. But wait... If you, if you can afford $10 per month, you can listen to the one of the most uh, exciting 90 minutes of the week. It's our After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson every Friday. We basically describe the After Party as sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics. Go to bobseskashow.com and sign up to support our independent podcast. Not only do you get lots of the aforementioned sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but you also get the post-mortem shows as well as access to our community blog where you can post your own articles. And if $10 a month is too much for your budget, no problem. Maybe think about pitching in for just $1 a month. That's wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Wait. Let, me, let, me, let me interrupt here to say that uh, this is all important information that you're giving, but I, I think I can, I can tell people the most important thing of all. Okay. You, ne- you need to support efforts like this. Yeah. In order for this to continue, in order for all of these things to continue, uh, we, we really, really, really rely on your support. So whatever you can do, of all the different choices of supporting the show, all the different ways you can do it, and uh, Patreon, uh, obviously the most highly recommended way uh, to support this show. But whatever you can do, it's important. It all helps because as things get worse, uh, this kind of work that Bob's doing here becomes even more important. Thank you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to isolate that clip of audio that you just delivered right there, Buzz. I'm going to use that from now on because that's way better than anything I just said. <laughs> plus, you're going to be you're going to be supporting this show. Plus, you'll gain access to one of the fastest growing communities of listeners, our exclusive Patreon club, plus our community tab, etc., etc., etc. You can vent about the Trump crisis or whatever's on your mind. So go right now to bobseskashow.com and subscribe. Thank you in advance and everything that Buzz said too. Right? Hey, this is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes. After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. That is the great Rich Turgeon with his tribute to Keanu Reeves. 
Yeah, Keanu Reeves is like a, uh, he's like the new Betty White. Everyone loves Keanu Reeves on the internet these days. And so, here we are. So, Rich wrote a song about the great Keanu Reeves. Great Rich writes about a great Keanu. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, again, uh, link in the description. Uh, Rich Turgeon is one of my favorite uh, recording artists. I've known that guy for uh, that's a, by the way, that's a, if I If I may say so, that's a funky bass. Yes, it is. I love a, a powerful bass. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. All right. Uh, again, there are four lights. There are four lights. You only see just four checking. lights. Yeah, just making right. sure everybody knows. Uh, by the way, we have a new press secretary. Uh, speaking of lies and falsehoods, uh, we have a new press secretary who is Melania's former press secretary or former uh, oh, good. staffer uh, with Melania's office in the East Wing, Stephanie Grisham. She's the she's a spokeswoman for uh, Melania Trump. She's going to replace Sarah Sanders as the White House press secretary. And that was announced uh, today. Grisham will also serve as White House communications director. Oh, good. She's what, the 14th communications director they've had yeah, in the last that. five months? Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Right. A position that's been vacant since uh, former Fox News executive Bill Shine stepped down in March. <laughs> stepped down in March, and they haven't had. You know, that's the other thing. I mean, uh, quite clearly. And because of all of the other <laughs> shit in the fire hose of news, we can't right. quite get to shit like that. And I, for a while, Rachel was covering it, I know. But basically, Donald Trump, uh, when he talks about draining the swamp, he doesn't mean just the corruption, which he's, of course, part of. And he's all of the people around him is corrupt. And it's black is white up and up is down. Right is wrong. All of that. But the fact is that the swamp draining quite uh-huh. uh, explicitly is the fact that Donald Trump is slowly taking apart the executive branch of government and turning it oh, into yeah. sure. the, the buck stops at, at everyone else except all the decisions come from Trump. I mean, that's where it is. That, that's an autocracy in action right there because he's obviously he's not bothering replacing so many of these officials in the government. And he feels as if, well, why do we need these people anyway? And again, you ask a Trumper and I, I know people personally, I know people, and it, just dry, it makes me want to tear my hair out who can just as easily make excuses along those lines. Like, well, why do you need those people? I, you know, I, say, well, I say, don't you think it's bad that all of these people are vacating the Trump administration and no one's there to replace them? It's a bunch of people who haven't been confirmed by Congress. Well, why? What does it matter? Why do you need those? Why do you need the undersecretary of pencil pushing? Well, no, it's not that. And you can you can just imagine <laughs> the arguments that you're having around the picnic table at a barbecue at your parents' house or wherever. It's just that's the way it is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it yeah, it, it. I, I wish I could say it weren't. <laughs> it, I know. It, I know. It, it, it absolutely is that way, and uh, it's you know we're all just we're trying to deal with it the the best we can. Yeah, yeah. It's really frustrating, and and again, it's because we know these people. We know these people have been brainwashed. We know these people are part of this mass delusion that has infected wow. a significant cross section of the country, and there's no way to deprogram them. I mean, there's really no way to get through at this point. And I, don't, he, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd like to look at other dark ages, uh, in, in world history yeah. and see how we came out of them. Cause this is in that respect, a dark age, meaning uh, information goes dark. Education is not respected. A Rhodes scholar becomes a kook. Yeah. Uh, you know, these are, uh, these, this is the, the upside down that we live in now. And uh, I, how do you win them back? I think uh, with overwhelming evidence uh, by not giving up, I guess, is yeah. the thing uh, to the extent that you can. What, what have we recommended before? 
take a break if you have to, get, but get back in there because you you can't give up on right and wrong. You just can't. And yeah. a majority of us, if it's any encouragement at all, and gosh, don't you think we could use some? Uh, the majority of us want that. The majority of us want uh, a return to right and wrong at all levels, from our president to our children. Uh, and and uh, it's getting away from us. It's nearly gone already. Uh, a good deal of it's gone. Uh, we can win some of it back with the facts if we if we if we stick to that. Uh, but yeah, if you're disillusioned and disappointed by the process, I'm right there with you. Well, you know, and not to compound the misery at this point, but you know what's going to happen, oh, Buzz? Sure. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's say uh, <laughs> Democrat X, uh, Democratic candidate uh-huh. X wins in 2020, uh-huh. they're inaugurated in January 21, and uh, and they, they get into office. Get ready for everything that we've been saying about Donald Trump for the last, yeah. well, it'll be at that no. point four years. Get ready for everything we've said about Donald Trump to be recycled and aimed at the next Democratic president. Whether it's right. he, he, she is stupid, he, she is incompetent, he, she doesn't know what they're talking about, he, she misspells words, he, she is a phony baloney. All of that shit is going to get refurbished and shoved back into the discourse, but coming from the other side. This is how everything operates now. And that's why I say, I don't know how we get back to some sort of, and again, I don't I even hate to put it in terms of getting back to something because yeah, I do agree with the idea that the prior form of normal had some glitches in it. And those glitches gave rise to Donald Trump. What I'm talking about is a new kind of normal, you know, I'm talking about, doing the best we can to exterminating the dysfunction of the political dialogue in this country. Right, right. We need a shining example as a, yeah. as a president, as a candidate, and as a president. Yeah. Uh, we, we need, and it'll just be interesting to see. I think what you're talking about is one of the prime reasons that Joe Biden remains far and away, far and away the leading candidate on the Democratic side. Yeah. That could change as early as Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but right now, on Tuesday afternoon, uh, he is far and away uh, the leader in, in this race. And the reason is this desperate desire for normalcy. I think uh, there are some Republicans who would accept Biden as president, uh, most Republicans would not and would behave exactly the way you expect. Uh, but uh, those who support uh, Biden see in him someone who will, no matter how poorly he states it, be able to work with the opposition in Congress uh, to, to get things done. It's that sort of attitude and that sort of normalcy that have, I think, uh, largely propelled the Biden campaign to this point. Uh, but but I see so much charisma in, in Pete Buttigieg, who now has his own problems, and we're going to see more of these things along the way. Yeah. Uh, Biden certainly has his, and we know that his popularity could vanish in a New York second. He came a little close to it this week, saying the right thing with exactly the wrong words, and that's so Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but you know what? Uh, just as many people uh, forgive Trump for his uh, various transgressions, uh, I think they are so inclined. Uh, many other people are so inclined to do the same 
for Joe Biden. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there if he can maintain that lofty perch yep. or if he loses it to somebody else. I don't see, I don't know, it's too early, but, and even though Bernie is, is second, I just don't see him being the guy that if Biden were to dis- disappear, I think somebody might even float above Bernie, and that could be Elizabeth Warren, and we could find that out this week as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, interesting dynamics lie ahead, but I, I think that there is hope in a sort of normal person uh, becoming and setting a new example. Uh, I'd love it to be a shiny. You know, the, the attractive thing about uh, Pete Buttigieg, and I hope that doesn't come out wrong, but the, the attractive <laughs> thing about him is that he is so charismatic. He's yeah. Uh, hopeful and energetic and charismatic and uh, gosh that would be so refreshing right now yeah uh, because he 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 gives off a very positive vibe yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 i i like that uh you know so that would be just awesome you know if if somebody with that kind of charisma and i happen to think uh, elizabeth warren uh some people don't like her they find her irritating whatever blah 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 i i i like her very much yeah me too uh and and uh, so you know i there's i whoever it is can lead by example and that will go a long way to removing that trumpian stain from america uh it won't oh to get it all out uh, as the cleaners might explain to you i'm sorry we couldn't get it all yeah yeah uh it, but it it's it i i think we can become a more uh, a more normal and moral nation uh with with the right leader and mm-hmm. so I, I hope it's somebody like that you're you're right they're gonna get they're gonna get trolled but uh we we've come to expect that and this division uh, of this country, which already existed before Trump, it's really what elected Trump yeah. has been made worse by Trump. Yeah, and you know, um, at this point, I feel like when it comes to the Democratic primary candidates, uh, I feel like uh, uh, kind of like Mad Max now, tied to the front of that car, just with the, the <laughs> face mask on, and I'm just hanging on for dear life. Like, holy shit, I hope I don't crash and get killed. You know, that's where <laughs> that's where I am with this whole thing. And if it's Joe Biden... Fine. If it's Elizabeth Warren, great. If it's right, Bernie right, Sanders, right. fine. Uh, my main concern <laughs> right. is I don't care who it is at this point, as mm-hmm. long as they're able to beat Donald Trump. And right. they, they, and again, it can't be someone. It can't be a weak candidate. It can't be a candidate who's just going to let Donald Trump be Donald Trump and do his thing and characterize the entire, uh, the entire general election. Who's going to seize the initiative and never? And the Democrats are constantly playing catch up. That can't happen. So. So as long as candidate X knows how to stick it to this president and knows how to win this election, bring it on. I Again, I am at this point where I, I just want it to be over. I just want us to be at, yeah. at the right. end of the night on November there. 3rd and have a new president announced at that point in time. That's what I'm looking toward more than anything else and, because and we I absolutely wanna, need it. Yeah, we need it to happen more than anything else. And and I just want us to make it that far, and with <laughs> yeah. uh, but seriously with this, uh, the, you know, his indecision about uh, Iran and his indecision about the mass deportation. Uh, this is the, again uh, the arsonist firefighter. Yep. This is the guy who made those messes, mm-hmm. and then he takes credit for cleaning them up only uh, as i said before the fire is not completely out yeah uh and, and yet he he takes credit for having done so we saw him do it with north korea as well this is just who this guy is i i decided today i thought of this before the show i believe he may have every mental illness known to man <laughs> that's 
right. He's sort of like, he's like Mr. Burns in that clip from The Simpsons where Mr. Burns literally has every disease known to, per, any disease that people can actually get. Mr. Burns has those diseases and they're all in perfect balance. So they all cancel each other. So Soci- Sociopath? Uh, rapist? Uh, I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. <laughs> of of uh, a Hero syndrome? Yeah. Uh, narcissist? Uh, arsonist? Uh, he's he's all of these things. He has them all. Well, here's that clip with Mr. Burns. Doc, I think I did pretty well in my tests. You may shake my hand if you like. Well, under the circumstances, I'd rather not. <laughs> Mr. Burns, I'm afraid you are the sickest man in the United States. You have everything. <laughs> you mean I have pneumonia? Yes. Juvenile diabetes? Yes. Hysterical pregnancy? A, a little bit, yes. <laughs> you also have several diseases that have just been discovered in you. I see. You sure you just haven't made thousands of mistakes? Uh, no, no, I'm afraid not. This sounds like bad news. <laughs> well, you'd think so, but all of your diseases are in perfect balance. If you have a moment, I can explain. Okay. Here's the door to your body. You see? All right, well, that's, that's, uh, that's uh, the Simpsons. I love that clip. But, yeah, yeah, but everything's wrong with him. Yeah. Everything. Well, meanwhile, uh, we got the news today that Bill Barr killed seven Mueller investigations 10 days after the Mueller report was submitted. Seven different investigations were on the table from the special counsel's office, and they decided, hey, well, more specifically, Bill Barr decided, hey, we, sh- we-, we shouldn't be doing this. What's going on here? Attorney General Bill if Barr. Only, if only there were a Congress who could do something instead. <laughs> I know. Hello, Congress. Oh, there they are. See, we do have a Congress buzz. They sound exactly like that. Okay. Uh, CNN filed a request to unseal documents related to the special counsel's investigation. And on Monday, the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia uh, agreed to that request. Chief Judge Beryl Howell ordered the release of multiple documents, including Attachment B, which listed information on applications for court orders requested by Mueller. The 65-page document shows seven cases that were closed on April Fool's Day. Oh, that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Only 10 days after the Mueller report was submitted to Bill Barr. The document reveals the uh, uh, orders involved in the, uh, involved the companies AT&T, Twitter, and Facebook. Gee, I wonder what those could be about. Maybe the social media campaign, the propaganda campaign. That could possibly right. be it. How about uh, Russians buying advertising time on those platforms? Yeah, right. that, a little bit of that, too, I'm sure. And, uh, and our attorney general is going to bat for... <laughs> for those companies and killing those investigations. See, that's, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. That's what, I mean, <laughs> that's one. again, you have a, once again, in the absence of Bill Barr, you think, oh, well, someone else is going to step up and say, hey, that can't happen. We need to put a stop to this. And uh, yeah, Congress has that. said that. Yeah. <laughs> and then did that. And did yeah. that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see what else uh, before we wrap up the show. Hope Hicks, uh, the, the transcript of her testimony was a big nothing other than this. Hicks did say that the campaign used materials from WikiLeaks that were publicly available and said the Trump campaign felt relief when material damaging to Hillary Clinton was released. Hicks right. also said that Secret Service was made aware of a blackmail threat against President Trump by the n- notorious hacker Guccifer 2.0. She also said uh, she was very surprised to learn that 100 contacts between the Trump campaign and various Russians and agreed that the Russians had attacked the 2016 election and aided Trump while hurting Clinton. 
right. guess the only person in America who doesn't believe that is Donald Trump. I, I think even Fox News people know, well, yeah, Russia did this, and mm, there's nothing we can do about it, so fuck it. doesn't and, matter. And Our before go- before before White House lawyers stopped her, yeah. uh, she told Congress she found it odd. I like that. Uh, she found it <laughs> odd that Trump instructed outsider, non-government employee, Former campaign advisor Corey Lewandowski, Trump instructed this civilian who used to work for him, uh, who works outside of government, instructed this civilian to instruct the Attorney General of the United States, Jeff Sessions, to unrecuse himself from the Russia investigation. Jesus Christ. Uh, The president did, in fact, do that. It's in the Mueller report. Look it up. Uh, uh, And uh, Lewandowski also uh, revealed in that report uh, did not uh, follow the president's instructions uh, as a private citizen to instruct the attorney general on uh, what to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it, she did let that slip out before uh, she was cut off by White House lawyers. Meanwhile, refusing to answer 155 questions, and I think we can now expect the same from Annie, Annie Donaldson, uh, Don McGahn's chief of staff, who uh, apparently has reached a deal to testify for Congress I expect it'll be much the same as the Hicks testimony. You know what I was saying earlier, Buzz, about kind of feeling like I had things at least on a certain level figured out. You had a grip. Yeah, I had, had, had a, a grasp on how things function here. <laughs> right, right. And I was saying that, uh, you know, it used to be that uh, there were certain rules that if a, a presidential candidate or a president in office violated mm. some of these rules, then that person would be frog marched out or there'd be a big long cane that would appear on stage and hook the president around the neck and drag him off the stage. Something along those lines. You know, you expect... That they're, as we, we've been saying, as gatekeepers would swing into action and mm. put a stop to whatever awful behavior was occurring that was beyond the pale. The things that we've always heard about. The president shouldn't be doing this. Remember, George H.W. Bush was disqualified in 1992 because he kept looking at his watch during the debate. Shit like <laughs> that. was That was the rule, right? And now we're at a point. Those were such wiser times, weren't they? Yes, you think? (laughs) And like Al Gore sighing during the debate every time George Bush would bring up the important things. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But you think, okay, those are the rules. That is the threshold for bad behavior by a presidential candidate or a president. But now Donald Trump has basically, through his actions, exposed the fact that not only are the rules badly irrelevant. There doesn't, I mean, the rules, he's just waltzed right through every single rule. In fact, gone way beyond even that point to the point where it's been exposed that there is nothing that will stop a president from behaving like this. There is nothing in place, at least the way the system stands right now, to be able to yank that president off the stage. There and as is you know, nothing. As, as, you, as you know, House Democrats have voted uh, for new legislation, have passed new legislation that would uh, that would prevent yeah. this sort of thing, that would correct these sorts of things that need correcting. And uh, like every other bill that the House has submitted to the Senate, every other bill, mm-hmm. uh, this one too will be disregarded. Yep. Uh, because McConnell's not letting anything from the House get through to the Senate except those things that are mandated by law. Fascinating how the ideas for reform of the presidency, reform of our elections that are coming out of people like Elizabeth Warren and so on, interesting how those laws will impact all 
political candidates, all right. political parties, not just right. the Republicans. Because you, you see Republican legislation, it's all about punishing the Democrats and reducing voter turnout on the Democratic right. side. That's right. that's where their election reform is. But the Democrats step in as the adults in the room and say, well, you know what? We're going to regulate everybody, no matter what political party it is. We're all going to fall under the same rules. And that's going to be it. We're going, we're happy to self-govern. We're happy to self-regulate. And that's what the Democrats are doing. And what, what comes out of that is, you know, this, the sense of, of fairness, and even though it is frustrating because, you know, it's, these are things that will negatively impact the fortunes of candidates from both parties. But at the same time, you need these things in place. You need you to do. have, and, and, here's, you, here's, and you need to have grownups in the room. Here's my concern. And I don't mean to throw a cold water on this, but uh, in order to, to make something like that law, in order to make these kinds of changes, uh, the Democrats would need control of the House and the Senate and the presidency. Uh, and even then, you know, with yeah. the Supreme Court being stuck the way it is for a lifetime. Uh, but but you'd have to have all three of those branches of government or, or those those uh, one and two parts uh, of a branch of government. Uh, would have to be in agreement on a thing like that for it to happen. And as I recall, uh, the Democrats have had that sort of a total or near total control before and and didn't succeed then uh, with that or gun control or a number of other things. Uh, I, I hope that with a more progressive uh, House and possibly uh, there's a remote chance of a Democratic-controlled Senate uh, that, that maybe those things can get done. I just hope that they really do this time. Uh, whereas they did not in the past. Yeah, well, the, part of the problem is is that uh, the, this again is understating the problem, but the Republicans don't play on, on the level. They just don't. They don't play fairly. I'll give you an example, and this is kind of a never Trumper example. Charlie Sykes wrote a piece today in which he uh, listed a series of things that the Democrats should not do. I'm not talking about the Democratic candidates for president here. Things that they should not be doing. And one of the things he recommended is, if you want to win the 2020 election, stop embracing AOC. AOC is toxic. Well, you know, that's the trap, isn't it? What they do here is they have spent the last year or so demonizing AOC and saying AOC is... Uh, a weirdo and she's uh, a lightweight and she doesn't belong in Congress and she's got crazy ideas and this Green New Deal and she's nuts and she's stupid and she's an idiot. And they, they say this without any self-consciousness a, at all with regard a, to... She's a, she's a kook. She's a is. kook is what they're saying. Exactly right. <laughs> AOC is a kook. And then what they do is... After targeting AOC as being a kook for a year, they say, uh, now don't embrace AOC. She's a kook. Well, she's only a kook because you've been spending the last year saying she's a kook. She's not a kook because of anything that she is empirically doing wrong. There's nothing. In fact, every time I see AOC speak publicly, even though I don't agree with everything she supports, every time I see her speak publicly, I go, well, she can be president one of these days. Uh, Ten yeah, years from now, I, when she sort I, of gains some gravitas and so on, she's really in spots I, in, the, in, in legislation. I think she can I, be president. I listen to her and I say, damn, she's smart. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because, uh, again, while not agreeing with everything, she clearly is. And yeah. So, and, and there is this anti-intellectual mentality that pervades America right now. And yeah. it's, it's one of the things that we have to reverse is that Rhodes Scholars are kooks, that uh, someone as uh, well-educated and as articulate 
as AOC uh, is a kook. Yeah. Uh, if you're smart, you're nuts. <laughs> uh, and that's that's the feeling now. And there is a pride of ignorance among Trump supporters. You know, there's yeah. a there, there's an admiration for those who are not college educated because they are not college educated. Uh, they've tried to associate uh, pride with uh, that lack of education, and they've succeeded to a large degree. Uh, if your buddies talk like good old boys, pretty soon you're going to be talking <laughs> like them too. Yeah, uh, because you you fit in, and that's your peer group, or those are the people you stuck with working with. Yeah, um, you know, so. It's- yeah, it's funny, you know. It's, just, it's funny you mentioned that accent too, Buzz, because I was just thinking about this the other day. Kimberly and I yeah. were talking about this. You, you know how many presidents on the Democratic side that we have had uh, in the last uh, fifty years who do not have that Southern accent? One. How many? One. We one. have had one Democratic president in the last fifty years who does not have or did not have the Southern accent. This is Barack Obama. Well, there you go. Everyone you else go. does. Yeah, it's yeah. just a, it's yeah. a thing. It's and, a, and he tried because he used the word folks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He that's tried. True. He was an intellectual who tried to be a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, going back to what we were saying, I mean, Donald Trump does this too. It's like, oh, Pocahontas, don't support Pocahontas. You know why? Because she's Pocahontas. Don't support uh, Joe Biden because he's he's sleepy Joe Biden. See what happens yeah. if you support Joe Biden? You're supporting a sleepy guy. But but you're saying he's a sleepy guy. We're not. He's not doing anything. <laughs> No one else is saying that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's like the, I I dare you to knock this battery off my shoulder. So Obama, Obama was the uh, intellectual who who tried to be a regular guy, and Trump is a regular guy who tried to be an intellectual. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right, lots more to talk about on the Postmortem Show coming up on our Patreon page, as we were saying before, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Or all you need to do really is go to bobseska.com and click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo. And you are there if you sign up for $5 a month to support this show. You get uh, you get access to our community blog. You also get the postmortem show. And what happens with the postmortem show is right after this music is done playing, Buzz and I keep on talking. And for however long, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes that's the postmortem show. It's like uh, overtime. One time. Yeah. One time it went on for two weeks. (laughs) I'm afraid today is going to happen, too. And it's going to be nothing but, oh, my God, everything sucks. Um, We're going to talk about uh, Border Patrol. We're going to talk a little bit about what's happening on the border. Uh, Some news along those lines here breaking just before we started the show. Uh, and a whole lot more. Uh, there's something about, uh, oh my God, this Japan thing. Did you see the Japan thing, Buzz? We got to talk about Japan. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's basically Trump is uh, constantly reinforcing his foreign policy, which is, what does this button do? Exactly. And as I say, he's just looking at shit and going, well, what if we do this? What if we. S- <laughs> Again, BobSeskaShow.com with the postmortem show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Meanwhile, Thursday, Buzz Burbank News and Comment at BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com, the best hour of news you can hear all week. Written and delivered by the great Buzz Burbank right here on this show. Okay, folks, we'll see you uh, on the postmortem show. Bye bye. Hey, this is Randy Rhodes, host of the Randy Rhodes After Hours podcast. If you love this episode, you're going to love the whole show. Every week we talk about everything that matters to you, from our future as a democracy to our existence on this here planet. Find it all at sexyliberal.com on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast.